Welcome to Costly Conversations. I'm super excited because we have a very special guest, two-time champion, Nina De La Flores. So we got we have a lot of questions for her. Like, what's what has she been doing since the last uh, uh, interview? But enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into it. What's going on, Des? Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. So we're going to be taking questions live here on the show. And if there's a bunch of questions, we will go ahead and save some for the end and, you know, let you answer them. But just getting started, Des, how have you been? It's been, has it been two years yet? I think it has been two years since I was last on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time flies. It really flies. But I'm yeah. good. Um. I feel like I've grown a lot in my profession and in the 2A space. Like I've gotten to get out and network and meet a lot more of the instructors that I met on social media or was just meeting on social media the last time that we talked. Um, I had the opportunity to go to SHOT Show this year finally, and that was super fun. And I have a whole lot of just other stuff going on now that I'm like super excited to share with y'all. Yeah, for real. Like your social media presence has grown tremendously and that's yeah. you know that's just one of your accomplishments you're more than the the numbers per se but your social media presence has gone from i think when we were talking you were like at five thousand followers you know something something <laughs> meager you know something regular <laughs> and now you're one of the superstars a hundred thousand plus i mean some of your videos are reaching a million plus people which is insane yeah. could you imagine <laughs> sitting in front of a million people like just no <laughs> uh-uh <laughs> yeah, like for sure. No, it's insane to me still. I still don't really know. Like people are always asking me, how did you, what's the secret sauce? Like, how did you grow your social media presence? And I'm just like, it was happy chance, low key. I, I don't know. Like I don't have a formula. I don't have a method for how much I post or how often or what types of content. I just, when, when I get an idea or when I'm reading certain comments and people are asking the same question over and over, I'm like, hmm, make a video. And then they kind of just like blow up. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And it just goes like that. There's no method to the madness. I just, I appreciate it. I appreciate the growth, but I don't have the recipe. Right. <laughs> like, and and I, I think more people should be honest about that. And because yeah. there's a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, it was this and this and this. But really they maybe have a great magnetic personality. I know you you do have a great personality and you share a lot. And I, I think well, people you. feel like they can connect with you on kind of a real level like you're a real human being yes <laughs> that's what i try that's what i try to stick to yeah yeah now with that let's let's talk a little bit about the hometown hero because i know you've been nominated for some awards in, in your local um town i know you, you you're based out of arkansas which i think that's mm -hmm. public information you you're a yeah. trainer instructor and people do um, I guess they know you for that now. Like it's not just oh yeah. she's a girl from the city. Like no, you you're an instructor, instructor. Uh -huh. You're online. What's that like? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's weird sometimes. Honestly, the whole um, award ceremony thing, the hometown hero award, caught me by surprise. I really was not. Well, I wasn't expecting that at all. But uh, I I don't know why. I just I don't know. It kind of caught me by surprise. But I'm super appreciative of it. It's kind of like. 
that particular award is like someone who's doing like a public service to the community. And I was like super thankful that my community recognized this as a public service. Cause as you know, sometimes it's like really hard to get people to see the value in like civilian gun ownership. So a lot of people just kind of push it to the side. The fact that they even acknowledged it as a good thing, I was like, yes, like that's great. So I was super excited about that. Yeah, it no, is I mean, weird. that's, it's got to be weird. And I, I do want to just note that being that, yeah. like you said, people do often associate firearms and even firearms education with some sort of like violence or just the lies that, you know, big media pushes. I think it's fantastic that you've been able to share what you share in such a way that people are like, yes, this is a positive thing. And maybe maybe some of them don't quite fully understand it, but I think it's fantastic that you are able to share it in such a way. Yeah, they're coming around, so I'm thankful yeah. for it. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's, you know, like in my own hometown, because it's kind. Of, I was talking to one of my friends about this. Nina is not my real name. Like a lot of people don't know that. My name is Destiny Johnson, and Nina De La Flores has always been my social media handle. So when I started my business, actually three years ago, when I first started, I never changed my social media handle. I just kind of like let it ride, and then it started to stick. So I didn't want to change it because I'm like, people are going to look up my name and can't find me because it's different. It has nothing to do with my real name. I just kind of go by right. Nina online. It's like a 2A moniker, but my name is Destiny. So being at home in my hometown or whatever and having people call me Nina because they found me on social media, even though we live in the same city and I've never met them before. It's, so, it's kind of weird. Like it's a lot to be used right. to, but it, it's cool. Like I'm glad the message is getting out there. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, for those who don't know, my name is Aaron and on my gun pages and whatnot, I go by Armed Atlas. So that should be apparent. It's, a, it's in the little title here, right here. Mm -hmm. But my camera guy, he's like the only one. So like every time I see, he sees me, he's like, what's up, Armed Atlas? <laughs> like he's just messing with me. But for you, you're a big deal. So that's... <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I always call you that. I always forget your real name because like... When I'm on social media all day, I see everybody's social media handles. So right. I call everybody. Like when I met um, Body by O. <laughs> like right, I don't yeah. even remember his real name. Like he told he like me, I know Tasha's Oliver, real name. Oliver Junior Oliver. Which one is it? I can't. Yeah, remember. yeah, 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 yeah. That that's it right there. But right. I would just call everybody by their social media handles. I don't know why it just sticks. Right. So what would you say? How much time do you spend? on social media period? And then how much time do you spend like actually developing ideas or putting together the videos? I mean, it's like maybe 15 to 60 seconds for a video, but how long does that take? Yeah. You know, people ask me a whole lot, like what, what app do you use to edit your videos? Or like, how long does it take you to do X, Y, and Z? I, I, I don't know. I didn't realize that creating content was supposed to be so complicated because I edit all of my videos in the Instagram app. Like I don't use other other apps or anything like that. And when I have an idea, I just bring my, um what's it called? This thing, my little tripod. Mm -hmm. I just bring my ring light tripod over here, record it. If I mess up, redo it until I get it right. And then just post the video. Like I don't put, I don't put a whole lot of thought into it. It's just like, whenever I get an idea. I mean, I you put a out lot. a lot of videos, so it can't be that hard in, in the sense that if it was really stressful for you, you probably just wouldn't do it. 
No, like, and then when I do get overwhelmed, like, I don't. So that's part of the problem. Like, right. I'm not as consistent with social media as I wish that I was. So I, I don't have a method. But when I'm yeah. ready, I just record a video, post a video, and go on about my business. I didn't know that people put so much work into their content, like, because I don't. But I do spend a lot of um, time just, like, scrolling, like, looking for ideas, content ideas, even not just from 2A content creators, but, like, other niche creators like mm -hmm. i usually get i don't know the science behind this but i usually get like a lot of good ideas from like realtors and like real estate developers like i, mean, they I gotta don't know. be on top of it they're selling three hundred thousand dollar products yeah, yeah they have really cool content so i follow a lot of those pages to get content ideas to just kind of make it relate to like mm. firearms to a space what would you so, say is an example of you taking maybe real estate or some other niche and then going in and applying it to your space, the firearm second amendment education space. It's kind of just like the type of content that they post, say if they do like a viral sound and they're like, Oh, these are like three things you need to know before you buy a house. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll do three things you need to know before you buy a gun. <laughs> like I just do something simple like that. Like I don't put a lot of thought into it, but it's cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's, actually really cool um because really if, if it's working in one niche it should in theory work for other people i mean people are people but there i guess there is some some crossover that just maybe wouldn't work have you ever run into a trend that you're like yo this this should this should hit and it just people aren't interested i can't say that i have like so far no i honestly can't so every, every time you put something out it just <laughs> Gotcha. Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, some videos do better than others, but I I don't think that I've ever like posted content that was just like, nah, this not it, or this isn't right, or I, I don't think I've ever had that experience. Sure. Now, did you ever see yourself here? You know, having a huge social media following, having um, opportunities to work with brands and people. You know, was it? Uh, Century Arms, Canic, they sent you a gun recently. Like, have you ever even, did you even consider that this could be a path? No. At what point did you realize that so this was happening? You said what? I said, at what point did you realize this was happening? Did I realize it was happening? Mm -hmm. Uh, When people in my hometown started calling me by my social media name. Yeah, just like <laughs> my, that. Like my presence is getting really large, like even to the point where it's reaching like right back at home. And that's kind of cool. But this was never a plan for me. Even when I first started my firearms academy, which was in 2020, three years ago, I never expected it to get this big. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep my little job. And on the weekends, I'm going to teach women how to defend themselves. And that's just it. I never expected it to go this far. So it's still kind of odd for me. It's hard to get used to when I'm out and about and I'm like, I have to remember that I'm a public figure because the... <laughs> yeah, that, that's got to be crazy. Like you can't just go somewhere and act, like, act wild because people will know. Like just wake up and I want to go outside and walk my dog and I'll just like have my robe on. And then I'm like, I can't go outside with a robe on. I'm a public figure. Like somebody's going to recognize me and I don't like it. Like I really don't like it. I wish I could just move about life like the way that I was four years ago. But since this has happened, I always have to keep that at the forefront of my mind. My friends get on to me a lot about it. So like, it's, it's yeah. an adjustment. It's cool. Like you, 
so are you ever like, man, I, I can't go outside in a bonnet because someone's going to take a picture of me and it's going to oh, be. Yeah, I never, I never, anyway. <laughs> like, you never I do never that walk anyways. outside. No, nah, see, my mom was like really big. They, I grew up in a Christian household, so they were really big on like image and like you're a reflection of me type of thing. So I just never walk out of the house looking crazy. But sometimes I have a lazy day where I don't want to do all this. I just want to walk outside. And then I remember somebody might be like, oh, that's the gun lady. It happens to me lady. when I, go, I don't go through like Starbucks drive through and they're like, hey, aren't you that lady? I'm just like, bro, I just, I just want a coffee, but oh yeah, let's have a conversation about firearms. So it's fun though. Obsidian. You know, when I was, when I was in college, I wanted to see Dez on TMZ if she's wilding out. What do you say? He said, we're going to see Dez on TMZ if she's wilding out. (laughs) Nah, I definitely don't wild out. Definitely not. I was supposed to be a pharmacist. I don't know how I ended up a a viral firearms instructor. Did you you go to school for pharmacy? No. Well, yes. So I got a full ride scholarship to the University of Central Arkansas. Um, my major was was pharmacy related the first two years, but then I switched it because I changed my mind. So like I was already on the path of not doing that anyway, but I never expected this path. So. Hmm. Well, that's that's interesting. What would you say are some of the family values that you started out with, I know you said you grew up in a, in a household that was a specific way. Do, do you feel like any of those family values kind of translate into your work or did you kind of like really just shed those and become your own person entirely? Mm, I think it's really difficult to shed them because I grew up in such a religious household. And I want, I won't say that I'm like super duper religious anymore, but the values, like just being a good person, morality and all of that, it very much translates into my work as a firearm instructor. And it's kind of hard to separate the two because, for example, um, when I'm teaching classes and I get people in my classes who are like just acting really excited to kill, it rubs me the wrong way because that's not why we're doing what we're doing. I don't ever want to kill a person. It should rub me the wrong way. I mean, that's not cool. Yeah, just because I'm a firearms instructor, I carry a gun every day. It doesn't mean I'm itching to use it every day. Right. I just want to be back home every day. So I've gotten that question from like my relatives and um, especially like my older relatives. They're like, how do you reconcile, you know, being a firearms instructor and teaching people how to kill, but you're a Christian? And I'm like, I, I, it's a question that I never really thought about before. But I'm like, if somebody's trying to kill me, I think it's my God-given right to defend myself and not allow the devil to take me out. Like, right? I don't right. think I well, should just follow because I'm a Christian. Unfortunately, I don't have the exact scripture to reference it. I, I apologize yeah. to everyone who's listening. Um, but there actually are like verses in the Bible that specifically state that, hey, if somebody's coming into your house at night mm-hmm. threatening you, you can defend yourself with whatever force is necessary. And then there's... Yeah there's some morality clauses in there that basically indicate like if somebody comes in during the day, it sh- you should interact with them differently. And I always took that to mean, and you know, forgive me if I'm, if I'm not interpreting the scripture correctly, that just depending on the situation and the totality of circumstances, you do have the right to act, um, you know, in- proportionately. And right. some people, some people, um, they don't view the world like that. Like if it's, if they have the green light to use deadly force, they're going to use it and they're going to use it um, expeditiously. Mm-hmm. If you're threatening my girls, like 
you're gonna die and you're de- you're gonna die good. But other than that, <laughs> you know, I there is a you know protocol and kind of a limit. So definitely like equip yourself and protect yourself. Like that's that's a given. You have a right to do that. Like I I know what Arkansas weapons law allows me to do in right. self defense. When I can actually use deadly force, but if I don't have to, I'm still not going to. That's just my my value system growing up. Like I don't want to kill anybody. So even though we're a state your ground state and there is no duty to retreat, if I can retreat, I'm going to retreat. Like I don't want to murder. I don't want a body on my conscience. Like that's just I can't separate the two. So I try to teach people to do the same. Why would you unnecessarily want to go through all of that, the court system, therapy, because you killed a person you really didn't want to, when you could get away, even if the law says that you don't have to. That's what I do. Right. Hey, ma'am. There's the dog. So your dog makes it into a lot of the content. <laughs> and she's just going off. I love it. Hey, but she, the 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 bully, she makes it into a lot of content. What is her name, first of all? Donna. LaDonna. Girl, her name is Donna. <laughs> so Donna, Ladonna, she mm-hmm. makes it into a I lot of the content. There's there's people out here who honestly believe that you know pit bulls are dangerous. I mean she's a, she's a pit, um, yeah. and I think the numbers do reflect that. But how how do you kind of reconcile like okay I have this animal that's kind of known to be a little bit more dangerous, but you know you love her anyways. Like what how do you how do you deal with that? never it's i've never experienced that ever not just with my dog but like all of my well i don't want to say all of my friends a lot of my friends own bully bully breeds and pit bulls and i've never experienced like any type of aggression with any of those dogs i am not aware (laughs) of what the numbers say because i've never researched it actually but it's like i feel like just like with humans dogs are products of their environment like um, I read I read something that said that humans can be born with like a, a evil gene or something like that. I don't remember exactly what the evil gene is called, but it can be trained out of a person. So if it can be trained out of a person, then it can be trained out of a dog. And I've never experienced anything like that with any pit bull or bully breed. So I, I don't really think about it. She's not dangerous to me. <laughs> so she's not dangerous to my family. She's not dangerous to children. She's not dangerous to elders. Everybody loves her. So... I don't know. Yeah, I know that's it's such a an interesting um, topic because you know obviously that's the dog you love, and then you hear random random stories about like oh my gosh this this family dog attacked these people, and and I don't know if it's specifically because pits are kind of sensationalized in the media, seen as kind of a a, a dangerous animal, and I've this is gonna hopefully no one takes this out of context, but I've always considered pit bulls to kind of be like the black people of the dog world <laughs> in the sense that they're misunderstood. You see them and you automatically have this, this, this fear response and the media just loves to kind of hype them up as some sort of like vicious creature. And oftentimes mm-hmm. they're misused. And so and hopefully no one takes that the wrong way. I Cause I, I don't mean it any, any <laughs> type of like, you know, any type of way, but, um, I feel like, like if you take it the wrong way, you kind of wanted to take it the wrong way. I, I, I think but, so too, but I like to cover my bases. Maybe maybe I'm covering yeah. too much, and I, I need a little bit of sensational virality. You know, some some negative feedback. You know, it's, it's good. Court attention at all costs. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, you, you said you feel that way as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually, y'all don't laugh at me. So I made my dog a um, Instagram page. 
Really? Her name is, yes, her name is LaDonna Mama. I actually just made it, but I made a reel on her Instagram page about that very topic, like kind of just being discriminated against because she's a pit bull and it was parallel to like the the whole racism thing. So yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I said <laughs> that's going to be a clip. So those of you who are watching, if you're not tapped in with Obsidian Training Group, um, he's one of the great supporters of the show, both on the, both on the podcast side and on the 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 gun tuber side. If you're interested in firearms content at Armed Atlas, check him, check me out. That said, if you aren't tapped in with ObsidianTrainingGroup.com, um, he's got great gear, fantastic gear, whether it's medical or or, you know, I just literally, I got a, a foregrip from my rifle, a um, couple different things. He actually sells different stuff. You should check him out. But code yeah. armed Atlas gets you free shipping. So if you're like, oh, I could just I go to Amazon. Was that what'd you get from him? I got my cert pistols from him. Did you, did you order an Enigma from him or no? Uh, I don't remember where I ordered my Enigma from, but I so, know I got my favorite pistols from him. Yeah, I mean that. I think that's like the number one product that um they sell on ObsidianTrainingGroup.com is the Enigmas. But yeah, the cert pistols are dope. I kind of want one, but I I don't think I need that with where I am right now and uh my training. But why is it? Well, Sorry, you, you went away for a second. Why do I say that I don't need a cert pistol at this point? Okay, we're going to give you a second to uh, hop out and hop back in, and we'll get you in the show. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, guys, if you're looking for any sort of gear, check out obsidiantraininggroup.com after the show, of course, and uh, Armed Atlas gets you free shipping. Just peruse the website, and uh, I think you're, you're going to have a great time. So, looks like there's a tornado warning in this area. So that's that's going to be interesting. If for some reason my internet goes down, oh. right? What's that? You can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now. We're back. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. All right, I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a tornado area in this uh, tornado warning in this area. So just if my internet goes down, let me know. I will. I got you. Oh, so, okay. Um, what all happened since the last time I've been on here? Yes. Um, as, as of January, so I'm the state coordinator for Gun Owners of America's Empower 2A program. That's awesome. Which is their, their uh, women's um, education arm of Gun Owners of America. So I actually interviewed with Antonia Okafor Cover. She's the outreach director for the organization. So she made me the state director here. So I'll be hosting. Um, I don't know if you saw those, uh, the Empower 2A event that I taught in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. So basically that, but I'm going to do it in my home state. That's what that role is. And that started in January. Also, I'm starting a um, NAGA chapter here, an all-women's NAGA chapter in Central Arkansas. So I'm getting that up and running, and we're probably going to have our first event either this month or in April. So this just started in January of this year also. So those two things, GOA, NAGA. We're going to Essence Fest, so that's going to be super cool. What's that? Where are you going? 
Gun Owners of America. So we are going to teach a shooting event during Essence Fest in New Orleans this summer in June. Essence Fest. I don't I don't think I've heard of Essence Fest. Really? Yeah. It's, you should look it up. You should look it up. It's um it's a very black event. Okay. <laughs> so, no, I I, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot of fun. And it's not like Essence Fest is not sponsoring this event, but we're teaching the event alongside Essence Fest because there are gonna be like a whole lot of black women in the area in New Orleans, like during that weekend. So that's gonna be super fun. Um it's me, Tig, Antonia, and Nina Brewer. So we're gonna have a lot of fun out there. Man, you got the the power squad over there. Tig, <laughs> Antonia. I don't I don't know if I know nina brewer but um i'm sure you could tell me all about her she's an attorney and she's a friend of antonia's she's okay. not a fire yeah she's not okay. in like the two eights, but she's a two-way advocate so she is right but, but that's, she's not that's important too yeah, yeah so yeah. i mean that's that's crazy so not only have you been doing the firearms business are you are you at a point in the firearms business where you're trying to i guess do that full time or because i know you do the instructing sorry, the, the online influencer thing as well. Yeah. So actually I was, I was for a certain amount of time. I was a full-time instructor. This was April, 2021. Yeah. So in April, 2021, I actually left like the corporate world and I was full-time instructing, but then, you know, that same year in October, I got in a really bad car accident. So like I had to pretty much like I spent a lot of money like on medical bills and all of that. So I went back to the workforce at the top of last year just to kind of like get my savings back together. So right now I am, I technically have full two full-time jobs because I'm teaching full-time. I'm doing influencing alongside my business. I'm traveling and teaching classes, but I still work. So I'm like super duper busy all the time. Hopefully I can get to this space where I can kind of let go of the corporate thing eventually but it's cool right now because i'm a remote worker so it's not that intrusive nice so back to the back to the essence fest thing um have you have you been down there before or, or is this kind of like the first time it'll be my first time yeah excellent so you're gonna get to yeah. go represent empower 2a which is gun Owners of america's i guess they they kind of sponsor support slash partially run that program i can't remember how, exactly how antonia described it but it's like it's part of GOA. Empower 2A? Yes. Yes, yeah. It's, it's a part of Gun Owners of America. It's their women's education arm of the organization. Yeah, which I think that's awesome. I think every every like gun organization needs to, and I'm sure I'm sure most of them have, but they need mm -hmm. to have a specific arm that really does focus on women and and others. Others who are kind of harder to reach. Um, I, I thought it was amazing, you know, the hard work that let's say USCCA has put into really trying to reach the the black community. Like if you mm -hmm. kind of take a look at their marketing, they've got a whole lot of awesome, powerful you know, black influencers who are about it, like honestly about it. Like especially when you look at like, OK, Tig is like their poster child for like so many things. Mm -hmm. I love that. Think yeah. And, you know, for those who don't know, I, everyone on this live should know and, you know, who listens to the podcast should know about NAGA, the National African-American Gun Association. I think they're freaking cool. Um, mm -hmm. I do, you know, I constantly want to see more from them because I know they, they are a younger organization. But I think 
no matter if they're kind of still here or kind of still on the come up, we should support them as much as we can. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I agree. Have you had um, any? Was that? Oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say, do you have any? I guess have you had any interactions with Naga? Oh yeah, yeah. So I actually met. I got to meet Phil at Shot Show, so that was really cool. Excellent. And then um, I spoke to Tim Blackwell, who I believe his title is regional director. So he's the regional director in my area. That's who I've been working with to get my chapter up and running. So are you are you gonna run the chapter? Or are you gonna get somebody else in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be the president of the chapter, but I have like somebody helping me run it, a vice president. She's also my RSO for my firearms school. Her name is Katrina Alexander, so she'll be doing both of those things. And then Anthony Harlan, which y'all um, may know him as Darker Void on Instagram. So he's another one of my RSOs, and he'll be a lead instructor for the um, gun club. So yeah. Now, that's insane. I don't know how you're going to have a room to, like, how are you going to sleep? You're literally doing too many things. But hey, <laughs> if you can do it, like, we need you. So, man, I'm, I'm trying, I'm working on that, finding ways to get more sleep. But right now, probably like, yeah, five, six hours, maybe. Yeah. That's, that's insane. No, um, if you guys it's have any questions, great. make sure that you, go ahead and fire them in and we'll try to answer them as soon as possible. Um, depending on how many you have, we may save some for the end, but if you just type Q and colon, we will be able to, uh, kind of highlight them and make sure we get you. That said, um, I know you've come out with a couple different things. Some of your videos have gone incredibly viral in the millions of views. Um, let's talk about the ones that have done especially well. Why do you think they've done as well as they have, the ones that have cracked a million or gone above like 100,000 or whatever? Uh, you know what's funny? Um, like I was saying earlier how I'm really kind of tomboyish at heart. Like that's always been my vibe, my aesthetic. But I realized that people like looking at pretty people. So it's like the videos that go the most viral are the ones where I'm kind of dolled up got makeup on or like a nice fitted dress on or something like that it's the people are just visual they all have visual appetite so they're getting the knowledge but when they have something to look at it makes the video go up even more and if you scroll through my feed you can see the difference in the numbers like i have on this elegant purple dress 309,000 likes or something like that the last time i checked when i'm just like oh sweatpants or whatever maybe like 20,000 or something like that. It's like an extreme difference. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that, that's why. It's definitely just the video. And so, speaking of like virality and and just it just hitting the algorithm and going, or maybe being shared. Um, how are you kind of handling Instagram, especially because that's your platform of choice? Locking down and basically saying like, if you show a firearm, if there's a picture or too much reference to gun, we're going to you know, hit the brakes, we're going to basically uh, throttle it. And they tell you that. And they allow you to appeal it. And depending on whoever, you know, reviews it, it may get through, it may not. But like, how are you, how are you handling um, Instagram's firearms policies? Because you do show guns. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had an issue. I haven't had an issue really with any of my videos getting removed just for having 
firearms in them. I guess because of the way that my platform is set up that maybe they can kind of tell it's an educational page and I'm not just on here like shooting at like inanimate objects for fun, like some psychopath or anything like that. Like I'm teaching people. Whoa, so whoa. Maybe- like- Listen, like, we, we've, mean, got I, some, we've got listen, some cats in the two. I mean, I'm, I'm not endorsing what they're doing. I don't think they're, they're psychopaths, doing. but non-gun people look at us and think we're psychopaths and we're just having fun shooting things. So, right. Maybe. And speaking of somebody who, who has a lot of fun shooting things and I think can be somewhat controversial even in the gun space. Um, yeah. I've met him. He seems cool enough in person. Black Rambo. I was literally just on his page today. Okay. Huh? Uh-huh. He's and very cool. Yeah, yeah, I assume I assume he's cool to hang out with. Um, but I think sometimes it can be misinterpreted. Well, I, I don't know if it's misinterpreted, but I think a lot of people can interpret what he's doing and not quite understand, I suppose, his um, his purpose and mm-hmm. what he's trying to do. And when you're, in yeah. your mind, what do you what do you think he's trying to do in the two A space? I think that he's just trying to normalize it. Like firearms have always been a part of America's culture. You know, like there's no reason why it can't be used for like sportsmanship or just fun or you can't just like any other people have, um, people have fetish is not the word that I'm looking for. Cause that just sounds so derogatory, but people collect knives, people collect like all types of dangerous things. But when it comes to firearms, it's like you're you're loony if you're having fun with guns. And I just really don't agree with that sentiment. I think the fact that he can just get on his platform and have fun with firearms and be safe and show people that like, oh, it's not all about, you know, negativity and murder or whatever the case may be. It's just kind of normalizing it in a sense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And and hopefully people don't hear me and, you know, think that I'm either trying to denigrate him or uh, promote him because I think he's doing his own thing and what I'm doing. And I think what you're doing are, are somewhat different, um, and I, like clearly different in the sense that you, what you do is I say 99% education and yeah. there is some, there is some having fun, but I think most of you having fun is like um, recognized drills and whatnot versus just like, Hey, I'm going to take the shotgun and, shoot it. And, um, I think my, my personally, my biggest issue with, um, black Rambo is he needs to be a little bit more keen on like, Hey, two hands on the gun, but yeah. You know, but this is having fun. So they're not like educators. They're not firearms instructors, not political right. activists, but like, oh, it's a hobby. So I sure. think that's kind of their, another whole separate lane for just that. Yeah, I, I would say so. And I, I think maybe it would be good if there was just something in there that said like, hey, what we're doing is just for fun. Probably don't try this at home. But if you want to learn how to use the guns properly, like following all the rules of the road per se, you know, hit up hit up the homie, you know, Dez, Nina De La Flores. Hit up, you say, you know... Uh, Barber, Trey Barber from Barber Training Solutions, amazing competition shooter, silly fast. Like his speed I is insane. I actually get to go train with him in April and I'm super excited about it. I can't wait. So I'm going to go right. take some. He'll get yeah, you right. some competition with him next month. The same time I'm down there to teach that um, everyday carry techniques class mm-hmm. in Rock Hill, South Carolina, I'm going to be training with him the day before. So that's going to be super fun. Excellent. I'm slowly making 
my rounds, trying to train with all the people that I've been wanting to for the last couple of years, but I've just been too busy. Cool, cool. I you know I know you you had said something to me in the DMs talking about something that you were developing. Are you are you able to talk about some of those things yet, or are they still kind of in the hush hush phase? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it just yet. But the next okay. time we get on, the next time we get on here, I may be able to. But it's two things that like I'm super excited about, but they haven't exactly like started or like they're not already in the works. So. I don't really want to jump the gun. For sure. But I do want to tell y'all, I'm not holding back purposefully. I just don't think it's like time yet. Yeah. So for those who are listening, make sure you're you're following Nina De La Flores on Instagram because she's got some got some stuff that she's working on. And I think it'll be helpful to you and the people that you love. So keep an eye out for that. Now Absolutely. there are a whole lot of whole lot of questions and you know what <clears throat> excuse me i apologize clearing my throat all up in the mic so blind i can't even see that so he says i put black rambo in the same category as demolition ranch fps russia more fun than educational and i get that oh yeah, yeah. that's why i'm like it's kind of like a whole just separate lane because you have the the activism aspect where the people aren't really, I mean, they train, but like on their platform, they're just being activists. You have that, you have the educators on the platform and you have the people who are just like, it's a hobby. Like I'm having fun with firearms and I'm yeah. just kind of normalized that way. So yeah, I agree. So, the, you know, unfortunately we're going to have to probably end this a little sooner than I want to. I'm hearing the wind oh. outside. It's kind of going nuts, um, but I'm oh, going to save these no. questions. <laughs> Yeah, so but I'm gonna save these questions because I want to maybe get with you and answer some of these questions and actually make a quick video about it if we can maybe figure out a way. So for those oh, who yeah. are watching or listening, make sure you're subscribed and we'll go ahead and uh, maybe put a quick video out when we get a chance answering some of these questions for the people. Absolutely. So. Y'all be safe over here. Yeah, but tell people where they can find you. So... Uh I'm getting my YouTube channel up and going this year, so I'm, I'm getting there, y'all. I know a lot of people have been asking me about it, but it's going to be the same as my Instagram username, which is Nina De La Flores. Nice. So at Nina De La Flores on all the platforms. And uh, until next time, keep it costly. See y'all.